When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Eagles Radio and we're here thanks to We Make a Difference, helping members save up to 12% at hundreds of shops and restaurants. My name's Paul Bonzer, alongside me, as always, Mr. Worldwide, Rory Lehman. Mr. Worldwide, it never gets old, that nickname. Absolutely love it. And it's good to be here, Bonds. Good to see your friendly face again. Now, we've got a best of show because it's buy round, so we thought we'd have a buy as well. But we've come in, we've put a best of together, and uh, it should be very good for people that have missed some of the really good bits during the season. There were some incredible interviews so far yes. this year, and some good insights from the team, and uh, looking forward to the best of. And the first one, the first interview... He was with a legend of the club, Bruce Lindsay. Bruce Lindsay, welcome to Eagles Radio. <laughs> Good evening, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that's some of our best work. <laughs> uh, uh, Bruce, can, no, look, look. Can great, I go up from there? Great, yeah, that's it. We're on the way up. Congratulations on a fantastic career and great to have you on the show. Um, let's go way back and with your junior footy. Where did you grow up playing footy and uh, how did you end up at West Torrens initially? Yeah, I, um, I was a Modbury boy uh, and played juniors at Modbury. And um, at that stage, that northeastern Tea Tree Gully, Modbury type area was the new frontier almost. I mean, we, we lived in the basically the third house on Wright Road at Modbury and that was dirt road and stuff and, and uh, so we, I was, uh, it was obvious that I was playing at Modbury and um, David Raggett was, uh, was involved with Torrens and um, asked me to come out and play on some of their uh, association type games that they played on a Sunday and that really was the start of it. Back when you started, Bruce, your second year, um, you won the club best and fairest in just your second year in the cl- at the club. Um, and then in 1980 elimination final, you did your knee, which put you back a couple of years. Can you tell us about yeah. sort of that injury? Um, and I guess it, it, it's different now. Players really recover a lot better from ACLs and what they did back uh, in the late 80s or early 80s, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Wh- oh. how, how much did it affect your career? Oh, I, I always have said that I've, I was fortunate in, in some ways in that I was only 19 when the injury happened um, and I was given plenty of time um, to be able to rehab the, the injury and, um, you know, circumstances were that, you know, I was involved with Collingwood uh, at that time and there was a bit of frustration in the early part of the injury because it was um, it was not coming good and eventually through the Collingwood connection they flew me to Melbourne and I uh, saw the John Bartlett at Vimy House in Melbourne and he basically said to me you know if you want to play back pocket um, for you know the local amateur club um, I won't do anything if you want to chance at playing league footy again, you'll need a reconstruction. Now, 
reconstructions in those days was fairly new. So it was, yeah, it was new technology. Um, having said that, I, I went back the next weekend and had the operation done. And uh, in those days, it was a full leg plaster. So, you know, ankle to, ankle to the top of the thigh. And by the end of the, the four or five days that I was in hospital, I could actually, with the wastage on my, in my thigh, I could slide my hand down and touch my knee inside my wow. cast. So, yeah, it was, it, it was a, a lot different than, uh, you know, the boys are, that are fortunate nowadays to have the, the quick turnaround. Uh, you captained the Eagles from 1984 to 1990, which is a huge turnaround considering the Rico in 1980, uh, which meant you captained West Torrens in the final season before the merger with Woodville. What, do you yeah. wear this as a badge of honour, and how was the feeling around the club in that final year um, before the merger? Did you know that you know you were going to merge or you were going to fold, or was it a bit of a surreal yeah. feeling? I don't remember the exact timing of it, but it was... Um, only uh, probably a month or so prior to the end of the season uh, that it that it all came to a head, and yeah, it was it was a it was a major distraction, and you know at the time um, I was dead against it, and and you know I, I in hindsight probably wonder whether we should have probably rattled the tins a bit like North Adelaide did um, a couple of years prior, I think it was. Um, and and you know uh, whether there was anything further done, but it, yeah, I mean that's it's long ancient history, and and the decision has been um, the correct one, and and obviously with what's happened with the club now, it's um, uh, with with some success, and and you know they're onward and upward really. I want to ask you about some of the guys you played on through uh, the late 80s and 90s. Uh, there were some massive names around Sandful footy at that time. Um, did you have a, a player you liked to watch during that time, even though they were the opposition? Uh, no, not really. I didn't like watching them <laughs> at all. But there was, I mean, there was a lot of, yeah. yeah uh, I mean, I was fortunate in, through, through that period that we had some state games and stuff like that. Yeah. And so... You know, seeing the likes of of um, Aish and McIntosh and and Naley to a lesser degree, he was he, he moved to Carlton. But um, th- those those sorts of players that uh, um, we play with uh, in those state games, and then uh, you watch them star for their clubs uh, on the Saturday. It was yeah, it was just a privilege to be involved in it at that stage. Just on that, Bruce, you represented South Australia nine times. How good was State of Origin footy? And tell us a bit more about those memories. Yeah, they, oh, I mean, they were they were absolutely fantastic, and I don't think they'll ever be um, rekindled. Unfortunately, for for those that are playing now, I mean, um, uh, and I suppose particularly when Torrens was was struggling a bit with wins and stuff like that and we were having a bit of success at a state level in that state of origin period so it was it was yeah it was fantastic and the thing was that there was a good rapport with uh, the players because there, there were a number of players that played a, a number of games together through that period and um, you know it was always good to get together with those guys and you knew through the trainings that um um, you know what you had to do, and 
and it was it wasn't difficult to to be motivated to play on those games. I mean the the, the Tuesdays at Footy Park, um, to you know, the, and to their credit, the crowds came out, and we you know we were having thirty thousand people on a Tuesday night to um, to cheer us on. It was was absolutely fantastic. Now, people, some people may not know this, but you captained Australia in a tour to Ireland in an international rules uh, game yeah. in '87. Um, was that a, a, was that different for you? Was it a bit of a junket? Was it, <laughs> how was that experience yeah. of going to Ireland and playing in the international? Yeah, series? yeah, I, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I was only made captain because Ross Glendinning, who was the original captain, couldn't go for some reason. Um, so I I fell into the job, but uh, um, I mean, Curls was coach, uh, and um, you know there were some some fantastic local players that went, and and some of the Victorian guys as well. Um, you know, uh, Sean White was playing, um, and a couple of the the Irish guys. So they, they, it was it was uh, a real you know get together um, that we were away for well over a month we played three tests uh all, all at croke park and and it was well supported by the locals there and and then in between we we would play a wednesday game against some representative side that i broke my nose in new york in the first game that we played we we went via new york and played against a a team of um well i think they were uh, Policeman, I think, or or some such in the services. Anyway, I busted my nose in in that game, and I thought Gee, it's going to be a long trip. But anyway, <laughs> it was it was all right. Um, and yeah, I mean, we we went to Northern Ireland, went uh, went to Belfast, and played a, a game um, in the midweek, and uh, played the three tests and and won two one. So yeah, overall, a, a really enjoyable time away. Isn't that incredible? A game of football takes you across the world. Yeah, like amazing. Now you still follow the Eagles. I know this because saw you at the breakfast uh, not that long ago. Um, it, it's is it still a I guess still close to your heart the club after all this time? Yeah, look, I, I'd have to say I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not there every week sort of thing, but I do certainly keep an eye out for them and and uh, you know I'm, I'm very interested in in how they're going and and uh, you know a couple of mates of mine are um, are still Eagles. Uh, supporters so from time to time I'll catch up with them um, uh, and and just see how they're going and, you know uh, so yeah it's it's important to just to stay in touch and and uh, just keep an eye on how they're going because you know they're developing really well and and uh, I think well I haven't started this year so well but I think they'll um, they'll find their feet and they'll be around the place again for sure. Welcome back to Eagles Radio, brought to you by We Make a Difference, helping members save up to 12% at hundreds of shops and restaurants. Paul Bonzer, Rory Lehman with you. This is the best of, e- of Eagles Radio, Roars. And who do we speak to next? We speak to one of the legends of the Eagles, who former Eagle, now is at Geelong, and in the mixed for a debut this weekend, I've heard, Thursday wow. night, actually. Uh, yeah, so it's now Cat Mitch Hardy. Mitch Hardy, welcome to Eagles Radio. Thanks, Bond. Thanks, Rawls. Appreciate it. What's happening, yeah. Hards? Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys want to have a little bromance yeah, thing we'll here? Yeah, just have a little bromance. Mate, I've just noticed it's popped up with Geelong midfielder already. 
I can't believe this. Has it really? They're very quick to forget. Yeah. <laughs> You're an Eagles midfielder, mate. Hey, uh... Ah, well, the Eagles midfield coach has already kicked me out of the group chat, mate. I just thought I'd put that oh, out there. Oh, wow. You're always welcome yeah, down yeah, back, mate. Wow, that's a yeah, bit rude. Thanks, mate. Now, you're obviously, uh, are, you, are you in Geelong right now, or, or when do you leave if you haven't left already? No, no, I've been and been and gone. I, um, yeah, obviously left sort of the the day after it all happened and got back on Sunday to support the boys and yeah, heading back to Geelong um, full time tomorrow. Unbelievable. So you find out what? Tell us about the lead in to the mid season draft. Like, how far out do you know you're getting drafted? What's the process like? Are you talking to many clubs? Geelong talking to you? Are they making you go through a physical? Like, run us through probably that week before the draft. Yeah, it was um, it was like sort of a bit of an initial meeting and then caught up with them for lunch and, you know, sort of just thought, you know, that, that was what it was. And and then sort of, yeah, the sort of the weeks progressed and, you know, played the state game and then sort of after the state game, sort of that, that week um, after that, you know, start to have like a, a psych assessment and, and, you know, just some just some typical things that they, I guess, would like to tick off and, and then, yeah, it all started to get sort of a little bit more real the, um, you know, the week leading into to Wednesday last week. And, you know, you know, they started to have, you know, a few more interviews and, and catch-ups and, and, yeah, did, did a physical on, on the Wednesday. And, and then, yeah, sort of all just sort of happened from there, which was, which was pretty cool. Were they the only club that were interested, Mitch? Yeah, they were the only ones that, that I, um, yeah, really had... Uh, chat to sort of throughout that period so yeah well they're the only smart ones obviously uh do you <laughs> so so have you had a training session yet at uh, down at geelong yeah yeah got into it straight away um got over yeah got over there on the thursday and, and met with a few people and went out for dinner with the boys and a few of the boys there and then yeah on the friday sort of got into it and, and had a training run like a captain's run with them um on the sort of friday midday and then on Saturday morning, I had had a bit of a run around with a couple of the boys that were sort of coming back from injury as well. So, yeah, had a, had a few good runs around and, and got to meet everyone. So, yeah, it's been really good. Who'd you have dinner with? Um, when I got there, I had dinner with Jeb Hughes, uh, Tommy Atkins, Jack Henry, Grime Myers, Gustavo Radagalia and Shannon Neal. That's it. Keep wheeling off those names, mate. Just forget all about it. Yeah, was I know. It, was it true at the Seton? So you've been drafted Wednesday night. We've gone out for dinner to celebrate Mitch Hardy getting drafted at the Seton. Two minutes in, you've got up and gone, sorry, boys, it's Paddy, and taken a phone call from Paddy Dangerfield for the next hour. True or false? <laughs> I reckon the hour part is definitely false, but I um, <laughs> was lucky enough to get get a call from a couple of the boys, including, including Paddy, which was fantastic and uh yeah no nah, it's been very good oh that's nice so they've obviously made you feel very welcome I, I know you've been there a very short time um but does it feel like does it feel like you're gonna you're gonna be part of this club moving forward yeah no they've, they've been absolutely fantastic like i've sort of been blown away with with the support and and you know how open they are to to joining their club but you know this just feels like i'm on their teammate already and and they um, treat treat me very well. So yeah, very very lucky to be sort of a part of such a great organisation with yeah a lot of great people involved. Sounds fantastic. Have you had a one on one with Chris Scott as yet? Uh, we had a bit of a chat. Yeah, a bit of a catch up. Um, you know, obviously it was a pretty busy time for him as well, leading into you know quite an important game in the context of their season. So. 
but no, no, Chris was good. Um, we had, yeah, a couple of good chats. So, yeah, looking forward to, to you know, working under him for sure. One, I, I think one thing that's gone in your favour is Geelong actually had a bye in the VFL this week. So they don't play their first game with you involved until Friday night. You take on Frankston at Geelong. Um, how Do you think that suits you to at least have a week training with the guys leading into your first game under lights at 7 o'clock for on, uh, on Friday night? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, they were very supportive. They, you know, when I got over there, there was certainly the option early days to potentially play in the VFL on the weekend. But they were sort of pretty quick to sort of uh, catch up with me and say, you know, we want you to sort of just enjoy, you know, this initial couple of days and then really just immerse yourself in, in the club and the people and getting to know everyone, and which was fantastic by them and sort of took the pressure off a lot. So, yeah, it was a good couple of days and, you know, got to go and watch the VFL and, and watch the AFL. Um, but, yeah, like you said, next week, well, you know, Thursday this week actually and into next week, sort of, you know, get a few training runs under the belt and, and really get to, to know the guys and, and the structures and, and, you know, all that sort of stuff moving forward. And then, yeah, get into it on Friday night, which is obviously an exciting game um, against Frankston. So, yeah, really looking forward to, to getting into it, that's for sure. Sorry, mate. Friday the 16th, that is, not this Friday. I've jumped ahead of myself. Not this Friday. Yes, yes. Yeah, Friday, Friday the 16th. Friday, yeah. 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 Uh, this Friday we've got yeah. our reserves team playing, so you've been bumped, Mitchie. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about you next week. So, mate, all the Eagles fans obviously want to continue to support you and follow you and obviously buy all your badges and sell them out as quick as possible. So do we know what number you're going to be wearing? Yeah, yeah, no, I got it uh, pretty much straight away. They were pretty good. The locker was sort of all ready to go, and it's uh, number 41. So, yeah, a couple of good locker mates around me, and, yeah, it should be, you know, exciting time. Welcome to the 40s crew, mate. <laughs> it's, it's outstanding. Mate, it's great to be a private rules. I love it. <laughs> Welcome you with open arms, mate. There we go, number 41 in the hoops. Running around next Friday night uh, against Frankston. Um, who are you staying with there? Have you got your own accommodation or are you shacking up with a couple of blokes before uh, you find your own place? Yeah, um, no, they've just put me up at um, yeah one of the nice sort of apartments there down in Geelong. And um, yeah, just sort of looking into some, some options at the moment. Being sort of mid-year, it's, it's always a bit hard to to find sort of a room with, with people. Just, you know, being it's sort of, they've all sort of committed to to places already and, yeah. and roommates. So, yeah, like, I'll, we'll just work through that and, and take it as it comes, like, with no, no real rush. And, yeah, we'll, fig- we'll figure that all out along the way. Unbelievable, mate. And I heard a rumour. So, I know you bought a house in Henley as well. So, you've done very well there. Nice uh, nice house down there. I've heard <laughs> a rumour you're going to rent that house out to a fellow Eagles teammate. <laughs> That's risky. Yeah, no. Nah, very been risky. Some, um, been some talk about it. Um, but, yeah, sort of. Happy to put it out there to the open market, you know, see how much we can we can get it up. But other than that, yeah, I'm happy to, you know, maybe look at one of my, my ex-teammates that, uh, you know, really like um, and would be happy to have in the house. Rules are already <laughs> out pretty quick, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, what, what about, uh, obviously, it's a, a huge time in your life and you, you've just been drafted and you hopefully play an AFL game before the end, end of the season. But what about away from footy? What do you do to relax and switch off from footy? Or do you just not switch off from footy? You love it that much? No, certainly, yeah. Obviously, enjoying my footy. Um, but I love just spending time time with my mates. Like I've you know, thoroughly enjoyed 
my time here. We, you know, play a lot of golf and, you know, enjoy heading down to the wineries and going to the beach and, you know, enjoy enjoy the surfing. Not that I've actually got that much done here in Adelaide uh, since I've been here, but yeah, no, a lot of things outside of footy. I love love the chance to get home back to the country um, when I get the chance. Obviously, being from New South Wales, it's sort of quite a long trip and, and don't get to get back there as much as what I would like. But yeah, no, plenty away from the from the footy club that you know can keep my mind off off footy when needed. So it's good. Do you think being from New South Wales and already having have made the move to South Australia, do you think moving then to Geelong is going to help you um, avoid like the homesickness that a lot of draftees feel? And I know that being a mature age, you've probably got that drive and want a little bit higher than the younger kids. But do you think, yeah, moving, relocating again is going to help in the long run? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've absolutely loved my time in Adelaide. The last two and a half years have been some of the best times of my life. Um, yeah, but being being away from home is hard, especially when it's somewhere that you can you can really go and switch off. And um, yeah, going back to Ge- to Geelong and and being sort of a bit more accessible to home and and seeing the family, you know, potentially a lot more is is certainly um, appealing. Uh, that's that's for sure. And um, yeah, I think you know also having a bit of experience, sort of moving around, being both in Canberra and Adelaide before, it's sort of you know it's a bit easier to to move. Um, pretty quickly and hopefully settle in a lot quicker than you know potentially might be for you know some young draftees as well. Well, mate, we we don't really want to see you back until you've played probably a couple of hundred AFL games. Uh, then you can come back and finish your career at the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> we hope that you have a Marlin Pickett type six months and uh, just playing a grand final at the end of the year. That'd be awesome. Um, well done, mate. On behalf of all Eagle supporters, uh, we we wish you all the best and. Uh, have a great six months there at the Cats. Yeah, no, thanks, Bonds, and, and thanks, Rawls. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I can can come back one day and, and finish the journey. But, yeah, if not, it's um, it's been an absolute pleasure and I've absolutely loved my time at the footy club. This is Eagles Radio, brought to you by We Make a Difference, helping members save up to 12% at hundreds of shops and restaurants. It is the best of show. Paul Bonds and Rory Lehman with you. Rawls, we spoke to the skipper as well, Joe Sinor. Yeah, the newly appointed skipper for this year, Joey Sinor, and what a year he's having. And it was good to uh, have a listen to the insight, not only at the club, but how he's dealing with family life as well. Let's have a listen to Joey. It's the state captain. It's our captain. He's a crow's nuffy. It is Joey Sinor. Welcome to the show, Joey. G'day, lads. Thanks for having me. Hey, look, uh, I just want to ask you straight up. Um, the moment they advised you that they were going to make you captain of the state, how did it happen and what was the pride like running through your body at that point? Uh, yeah, I got a phone call last uh, Monday uh, evening from Joe Rawlings, the, the state coach, and, yeah, he just sort of op- offered me the opportunity to, um, to captain the boys uh, um, last week. So... Yeah, I was very, very honoured to be able to receive that and just really grateful for the, uh, for the all the coaches and the selectors to come to that decision. It, um, yeah, it certainly meant a lot to be able to um, to lead the boys out on the weekend and playing, you know, nearly 10 years of sample footy. It's, um, yeah, it's a huge honour, so I was very, very grateful. Joey, it's Rory here, your favourite full-back. <laughs> so, uh, it's, oh, a, <laughs> it's a huge honour representing the state and you should be very proud and I'm sure you are. Was it nerves amongst the group, especially yourself, running out to Ad- on Adelaide Oval representing the state? 
Yeah, thanks, mate. It was. Yeah, it was. It was, it was a big week. Like there's a. It was built up to be what it deserves. I think. Um, you know, state of, state of origin footy is, is a big deal, and um, there was certainly the um, the emphasis on on going out and winning that game. So. Wasn't a little bit nerve wracking um, as the as the week went on, but um, like always, once you sort of run out into the field, that's the the rest of the stuff takes care of itself. So um, yeah, just very glad to be able to get the win in the end and not not let the state down. <laughs> uh, look, that's something we've spoken in the first segment about how well all four of you guys played yourself, uh, Mitch, Connor, and obviously Jimmy winning the Foss Williams Medal was outstanding. Um, just on. Jimmy Rowe, uh, was he up and about after the game in the change rooms, or was he a bit uh, a bit reserved? <laughs> uh, he's, well, for those who know, he's a pretty up and about sort of bloke day to day. So uh, yeah, no, he's he was uh, he's awesome. He's a great he's a great teammate, and he's um, you know been able to uh, yeah just we're just so pumped to have him back at the footy club this year and around the group because he's such a good leader and he's such a good. Uh, passionate um, Eagles man, and, and he's and he's not scared to sort of put that on display um, around the group. So uh, yeah, he was in good form on on uh, Friday night, Jimmy. Yeah, there's a few in good form on the field. We want to know who was in good form off the field. I reckon there was a few dusty come Saturday. I'm not sure what time you boys ended up, but I want to know who was best on off the field. Oh, probably. I was calling the Foss Williams medal on the field, and he probably won it off the field. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, so he should. He could. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was a good night, mate. We. Uh, it's. I think that's sort of another reason why you, you play state footy is, um, you know, socially off the field, you can really enjoy a few beers together and get to know each other like that in that sort of fashion. So um, that's always one of the highlights of playing state footy is is um, being able to. Uh, yeah, communicate and socialise off the field when you get the opportunity. Was anyone brave enough to have a go at the coach for finally getting a win this year? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nothing was said there. No. But, uh, I'll make sure I do it. Yeah. He's commentating with me on the weekend. We're doing your game, so uh, I'll make sure I uh, just say that. Yeah, yeah, I'll leave it up to you, you bonds. <laughs> uh, I'll stay clear of that. <laughs> what, about you, what about your own performance? Were you happy with, with your performance during the game? Oh, it wasn't too bad, mate. I didn't do, do a whole lot, to be honest. I, uh, I was, yeah, just played midfield, which is good. And, um, yeah, just contributed. But, uh, no, I didn't, didn't do a whole lot, Bonds. But I'm um, just glad to, to get the win and um, be a part of the week. It was, yeah, it was great to be part of it. Well, the newspaper had you in the best there, Sinos. I reckon you're being a bit modest, to Yeah, be we honest. had him in the best, too. He was good. Absolutely. Always yeah, is. Yeah, Always What's carries. Wrong game, I reckon. <laughs> it's those blonde locks, mate. You can't miss them. So just going back <clears throat> to the Eagles, mate. So this year's been a massive year for yourself as well. First year as skipper, so congrats there. What was it like taking over from Luke Thompson, who was captain for the Eagles for so long and did such a great job? But also, did you feel external pressure and how was the handover? How did he go about you know, discussing it with you about taking on the reins this year? Yeah, it was obviously um, for what Tom has given to the footy club. He was our longest serving ca- uh, captain of the, of the club, and you know, two time premiership captain. So it's 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 massive boots to fill, and it's not boots that I'm never going to get near 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 on. Uh, you know, competing with to be honest, but it's not about that. It's yeah, it's just fantastic to have Tom still at the footy club and being able to help me along the way because um, 
yeah, you, you certainly need a lot of help. When you're captain of a footy club, um, you know, you need good people around you uh, as as players first and foremost and uh, as coaches and support staff. So just, yeah, very honoured to, um, to to be given the opportunity again to, to captain the club um, over the pre-season, which was, which was really good for me. It gave me a long time to sort of get my head around it. And, um, you know, I thought, not much has to change, to be honest, but I think the most important thing is you've got to continue to play good footy. Um, so that was the main focus over the summer, was just getting getting my body and, and everything uh, ticking along the right way so that when I was when I was going to lead the boys out this year, that I was, that I was going to be playing some good footy, which, which certainly helps. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's just great to have Tomo still at the footy club and, and a lot of great leaders around me, uh, not just Tomo, I mean, we got Riley Knight, Sammy Rowland, and um, yourself, Rory, and Jimmy Rowe, and Dan Menzel, and a lot of these guys, Jesse Lonigan, um, who've got a lot of experience um, in their AFL career, but also they understand um, the Eagles' way, so no, it certainly helps. You mentioned you're playing some good footy, and you certainly are uh, at the moment. You came off a triple-double last game, 17 tackles, which is ridiculous. That's 17 more than Rory had. Um, that, uh, <laughs> I had one, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> he's telling people that he's had one. Um, the improvement of Mitch, Mitch Hardy this season, He, uh, I got the word early from men's that his pre-season was excellent and it's showed for the first few rounds, hasn't it? Tell us about Mitch's improvement this year. Yeah, I think I, I, think I was on a similar show with you, Bonds, and I said the same thing. His pre-season was huge. He, um, yeah, he just ran ridiculous times and missed ridiculous weights as well, so... When you put those two combinations together, you're probably going to be a decent footballer and he's, he's just got a great uh, footy brain as well. He's, he's classy um, and he's a great person. As first and foremost, he's, a, he's a, going to be a, an absolute gun for the Eagles footy club for, for a, lot, a, lot, yeah, a lot of years moving forward. So um, it's not surprising to see what he's doing this year because it's all off the back of hard work and um, yeah, he deserves everything that's going to come his way. I think he's... You know, if he keeps training in the, in the direction he's going at the moment, who knows where he might end up. But um, he's going to be a great footballer for the footy club. And uh, Joey, just on yourself, mate, you've got a, a lovely wife in G and then two kids in Macy and Lenny, and then you also got your own business. So how do you go about balancing a sample footy, which is a full-time commitment as the captain, and then also balancing family life? Do you end up spending the Saturday, Sunday that we had off earning some extra brownie points, or how do you balance it, mate? <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm just lucky, Rory, to be honest. Like, uh, George's, I mean, you know, when you're a sample footballer, it's a massive commitment, as we all know. But, um, yeah, lucky, lucky to be with G.I. for the uh, best part of the last, I think it's eight or nine years. So um, she's got a fair understanding on uh, what uh, what that life is like. And, um, yeah, she's she's just amazing to be able to help juggle that with the, with the kids and with work and, obviously, footy as well. So, um, but... On the other hand, it is it's good for me as a as a footballer to sort of have that family as well because um, they're just amazing to come home to and uh, they put you know a real um, you know that's the reality of, of, of family is is more important than a game of footy so it, it does knock you uh, back back in a sense a little bit so um, yeah just been really grateful to have uh, Geo and and uh, and all their support. Every team has a couple of. Pests, and we have a couple. We know who they are. We don't need to name them. 
But uh, <laughs> yeah, speak for yourself, Rory. Who, who are our pests at Eagles, mate? Oh, there's a few. I'd, I'd say Rowie would be a pest, um, and definitely Comma. Jake Comma to Yarny. Yeah, they're the two. Yeah, Pride himself on that sort of stuff. So um, you've got to have a bit of pestiness in you, though. It's it's good for the group and it's good for the competition. I think so. Badge of honour, I reckon. It. Yeah. You're listening to the Best of Eagles Radio, brought to you by We Make a Difference, helping members save up to 12% at hundreds of shops and restaurants. Bonds and Rory with you. Uh, one interview to go, Rory, and we spoke to Leah Cutting from the women's team. Yeah, we did, and it was what an interview it was, hearing how she balances being a police officer, AFLW, back to the sample, and then back to the AFLW. It's incredible. So looking forward to hearing that again. Some of your best work. Let's have a listen. Time for... Police. Well, everything she does is magic, and everything she does is magic. Welcome to Eagles Radio, Leah Cutting. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. That's all right, little police there, because you're a police officer. So we thought we'd just, you know, matchy matchy. You know, a joke's good when you have to explain it, Bonds. Yeah, I know. It's pretty poor, (laughs) isn't it? Anyway, uh, uh, Leah, I look. It's great to have you on the show. We were going to have you on the show a couple of weeks ago, but you had to work, which is fine. I want to ask you about how you started playing footy and what you did as a junior coming through. Yeah, of course. Um, So I actually grew up swimming um, from the age of about five and I quit swimming at the age of 22 and uh, just by chance I went out to a local footy club. I followed in one of my friend's footsteps at Morfordville Park and picked up my first footy at the age of 22 and uh, haven't looked back since. So you started your first sample club at Nord uh, in the competition, and then you were drafted by St Kilda. Talk to us about how you ended up at Nord, but also the process as well. Did you know that St Kilda were going to draft you before it happened? Yeah, so um, back in the day, I think it was 2017 was the the first year that the sample um, came about. I was part of the Crows train-on development side at the time, uh, the Crows AFLW, and then part of that, the Crows Development Girls, we kind of got divvied up in, like, to those um, existing sample clubs, and I was lucky enough then to be um, taken by Norwood just through the zoning, um, and Norwood were great. I absolutely loved my time there, and we were lucky enough to win that first premiership back in 2017, that inaugural season, um, and I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, and secondly, going into the Saints um, drafting, I did know a fair few weeks in advance that St Kilda were, were keen on drafting me, which is um, didn't have to wait for the, the draft night, all the anxiety. But, um, yeah, it was really nice to get the call up by Saints and um, to get my head around everything that was going to happen over the next few months leading up to that. You uh, played seven games uh, with the Saints. Tell us about your debut and the nerves going into your first game. Yeah, there was a lot of nerves. I don't think I really slept that well um, leading up to the game. I was very nervous. I think Dow gave me the uh, tap on the shoulder on, I think it was training on Wednesday, um, and we played the first match on Friday night. So leading up to that, I, I, leading up to before I got told by Dow um, that I was in, I, I thought I was in with a sniff, but it's always uh, that once you get like the confirmation that you're playing, the kind of nerves just get ramped up and... Um, yeah, you just try and focus on what you can control, but as well, it's really hard to control those sort of nerves when it means so much to you. Do you have any superstitions before a game, and how do you control those nerves the best you can? 
Yeah, um, not so much superstitions. I just try and um, really sound off my hydration and um, I, I really like to load in the carbs before a game. Um, so not really superstitious, like I don't wear a lucky pair of socks or anything like that. But um, yeah, I, I just try and do the little things and now the little things well. Um, it's it's pretty hard with the sample season, um, trying to get into a good routine with work and everything like that. Different shifts full on, um, you know, different days and things like that leading up to the game. So it's really hard to get into a solid pattern, um, but I just try and control the things I can control. Well, I was going to ask you that question about your work life, being a police officer and then trying to work footy into that schedule how does that work for you is it is it challenging at times um do you have to miss trainings because of work yeah it's definitely challenging um i'd love to work a nine to five job um but that's part and parcel of being a police officer we got night shifts and afternoon shifts and i do have to miss um maybe a session or two here and there i think i've only missed maybe five or six sessions throughout the entire season um, and the way my shift patterns work at Saipol is actually squeezed in really well with the Eagles program. Um, but it definitely has its challenges. Like night shift, we finish at 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, and I recall sometimes during pre-season finishing at 7 and then coming straight into a Saturday morning training session and running 13Ks. So that was no fun. probably not the smartest move. No, no fun. But, um, yeah, glad we got it done. But, yeah, just focus on recovery after that. Really feeling for you there because I struggle off nine hours sleep to do the 13K <laughs> session. So, But that just brings us to our next point. How did you find your way to the Eagles this season? Yeah, so um, as I said, I love my time at Norwood. I'm very grateful for the time I did spend there. But I think for me, um, not being able to get back to St Kilda with the AFL season just gone was very challenging. Um, I struggled a lot mentally with that. And I think... Um, leading like, after that decision came from work, not allowing me to go back over there. I just needed a bit of a reset. Um, and Narelle Smith, the head coach here of the women's program, um, I reached out to her and I put the feelers out and she was more than accommodating and welcoming me into the program. Um, and it's been exactly what I needed to try and make my way onto another list in Essendon now and very grateful for the program and the opportunities I've been given. Well, that's uh, that's um, so. So, what you're saying there, if people miss that, is that your work, your job, kept you in South Australia, so you couldn't go back and play for St Kilda. Is that is that what you said? Yeah, that's okay. correct. So, I so had a tough. yeah two year contract. Yeah, two year contract with Saints, and I could only uh, fulfil the first year of that contract. And um, work, unfortunately wouldn't allow me to go back over there um, just due to some staffing levels, us being really short, and yep. that's a decision I respect um, because I do love my work and um, I accept the responsibilities that I need to fulfil, but in itself it was very challenging. Um, so I just needed a bit of a, a reset and regroup and a different focus and absolutely loved it here at the Eagles. Well, in the end, it's turned out well because you're now an Eagle um, and part of our the Eagles family and you've been drafted by Essendon, so you get a second shot at it. Um, how exciting is that to be back in the AFLW? Yeah, I'm stoked. Um, it kind of, I didn't think it was going to come about again. I thought after um, work's decision in not allowing me to go back over, that would be the end of it. And I was quite content albeit pretty upset about it. Um, but, you know, I had a bit of a focus with Narelle and the coaching staff here at Eagles and a bit of a plan in place to try and, you know, if the opportunity did arise, we 
could give it another crack and yeah I'm, I'm stoked to be back on the list and um heading back over to melbourne in a few weeks time really exciting leah it's been wonderful chatting with you appreciate you coming on the show and uh good luck on saturday night Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Well, how good was that, Rory? The best of Eagles Radio. I hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget, we'll be back next Tuesday, normal time, 7 o'clock, right here on SENSA. See you next Tuesday.